What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. Across the table from me, Ashton Berzio. Ashton, how you doing, my man? Good morning. Good to see you. Well, uh, joining us once again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, how's it going, brother? It's cold. It is very cold. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I didn't defrost my car before driving. Mistake. Yeah. So. Yeah, mm. uh, but I made it here by the grace of God. So have my uh, hot chocolate French vanilla mix. We are good to go. You guys don't have a drink. What? Just fueled by the word again, Mark. Yeah, is that that's what we're right. Saying? I'm good to go. And then Ashton's over there fueled by nothing. He's yeah. just. <laughs> so I weaned off of caffeine. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Is that a n- New Year's type cool thing? No, or just is it? tired of being dependent on it, and mm. I have pretty bad tinnitus. So uh, I hear the caffeine affects tinnitus and tinnitus. Yeah, constant ringing. In oh really? Years, yeah. Oh, that's just been so, me trying to get a hold of you on the phone. I've you been didn't... faking it the last couple of weeks. Yeah. With okay. I've had tea, so okay, I felt good. a little guilty about that. So is that the caffeine, <laughs> or I mean, tea's got you. You do herbal decaf. Yeah, tea. yeah, decaf. Yeah. There's only one way to drink tea, Ashen. It's cold, with like 60 grams of sugar <laughs> and your little finger up. <laughs> and your little finger up. Yeah, um, that's good, Ash. And fight the power, man. You I don't know. need to drink that's coffee. Great. Like I can wake up else. in the morning and not mix it up. Not need anything. Mix it up. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm the kind of person that'll like laugh in the face of coffee drinkers, but then have a Mountain Dew at like 8 a.m. Yeah. So I'm mm. not. I'm not mm. the. <laughs> Mark's like, no, 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 none of that. Mm. Um, thank you guys for for joining us here on Sermon Spotlight again. We're coming at you each and every week, so this is just an opportunity to. Debrief a little bit of the weekend, um, hopefully address some questions about uh, our sermon series amidst everything else that's going on in Fellowship Bible Church's church life, so uh, feel free to connect with us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can find the HD video on YouTube and podcast services everywhere. Uh, we know a lot of people take us on the go, so that's great. Um, guys, why don't we go ahead and jump into a Sunday in review. Yeah. Mark, as we kind of continue to a Roman series, um, a handful of people wrote in with some really good questions that I want to hit on. Um, but yeah, we can just kind of start with a little bit of a, a debrief of the weekend. Um, Sanctity of Life Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was super good. Um, I appreciated your your intro and little focus on Abacare. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's cool to to see that happening. Um, Some I've, pretty exciting stuff happening there. Yeah, yeah. The expansion into Martinsburg, mm-hmm. and just the ongoing. Yep. Uh, the clients that they continue to reach, lives that continue to be mm. changed, and and. Um, yeah, the various programs, the expansion of the programs at ABBA, uh, well worth uh, supporting financially. Yep. Um, hmm. You know, you, you want to, you, it's always good to go before the Lord and say, all right, my money is not mine, it's yours. Mm-hmm. But um, so, Lord, how do you want me to use it? And um, yeah. I think it's great to at least go before the Lord and say, hmm. here, here, Lord, is this is this a place you want me to support? Because uh, it it's making a big difference yep. culturally with the, for the church, for the body of Christ, for uh, uh, evangelistically uh, spreading the gospel. Yeah, it's, well, it's a no 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 lose situation. They, they do a lot of stuff too. I mean, I, I help out Abba a little bit, um, and they have a program called Worth Waiting For, where we actually go into the schools and talk to kids about you know sexual integrity, positive values, mm. kind of the growing of their character and their identity. Mm. And so that, that's not often seen or heard of when you talk about, you know, a pregnancy resource center, yeah. but they're doing a lot for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, from a lot of different ages. So it's super cool to be a part of and see in our community. Um, and there'll be several stuff coming up, you know, this spring as far as different, um, like they do a, a walk for even though it's going to be a 5k this year, but 
a lot of cool things um, in ways. That, yeah, I know. I'll just, I'll just uh, give some change. Well, <laughs> last <laughs> night, a check in a baby bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I found out. I found out last night it's turned into a run. So I was like, oh boy. Okay, yeah. here we go. But yeah, the baby bottles were out, so it was cool to yeah. see everybody grab that. I think that's a everybody's cool got idea. that random jar of coins somewhere of in their house. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what's change for, you know, other than yeah. something like that. It's just good. Fill a baby bottle with it. What else yep. are you going to do with it? I don't walk around with Maybe throw some die. bills in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Roll up some. And, you know, probably what a lot of people don't realize and understand is that our AvaCare uh-huh. ministry here in Winchester is one of the premier um, uh, crisis pregnancy centers of the of the CareNet uh, mm-hmm. broad uh, uh, organization or, 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 or ministry. Um, they are, I don't, I don't know if you could say they're a flagship yeah. For uh, yeah, but th- they are um, very influential and are looked upon as a as a great model yeah. for other uh, crisis pregnancy centers um, really around the country. So we're very yeah. fortunate. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's very good. Um, all right, well guys, let's ju- uh, dive right into um, Romans again. We were kind of reading through the end of chapter one. There, this is the I think the third week we've been on it. We're continuing to go through. Um, I don't know if we want to address the questions. First, Ashton, or if we want to just talk a little bit in summary. Yeah, um, I'd start with the questions. Okay. We had a bunch um, of good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one here, Mark, that, that we'll address first, if I can find it amidst all of them. Um, Janice writes in, uh, she says, I was wondering uh, if, if Mark could explain his understanding of what from faith to mm. faith means in Romans 1, verse 17. Yeah, it's, it's one of the more obscure Yeah. Yeah. Phrases uh, in yeah. in in the scriptures, and I uh, I made a copy here of uh, Douglas Moo's commentary. Let me just read a portion of it about that that phrase. He says, uh, um, it, "It has been the source of endless discussions." He writes, uh, "Many of the church fathers explained the double reference as meaning that God's righteousness was from faith in the law to faith in the gospel." Augustine gave several explanations, among which Paul wished. Uh, to include both uh, the faith of the preacher and the faith of the hearer. John Calvin and others see it as a reference to the growth of faith in the individual, enabling the Christian to appreciate and enjoy more and more the righteousness of God. Karl Barth argues that the first faith refers to God's faithfulness, the second faith of an individual person. Some commentators, and he goes on and on and on and on uh, through a kind of walk through a church history. Uh, so it it's it is an obscure verse and so what's the right three. answer mark uh well <laughs> i uh <clears throat> the way i understand it is um the, the overall argument of romans as he talks about justification truth in in ver- chapters one through five and then sanctification truth in mm. six seven and eight mm. um and then he says um that the gospel is the power of god unto salvation rescuing uh, for in it, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So this um, righteousness of God is given as a gift mm. by faith in our justification to, mm. to, to be declared right, to, to enter heaven, uh, you could say. Mm. But um, the righteousness of God is also lived out in our life mm-hmm. in the sanctification process, and that's also a work of faith. Yeah. So I'm... I, I've just understood it as um, from start to finish, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. The whole package of our mm-hmm. uh, Christian experience is a faith walk, from the beginning of it to the end of mm-hmm. it, from faith to faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to me, that fits with the whole context and the flow and what's going on in yeah. in, in the Book of Romans. So that's 
Yeah. That's how yeah, I understand it. From faith to faith, from start to finish. And yeah. I think the NIV translates it that way. And uh, yeah, New so I mean, really, really good question. Oh, it's good to tackle. The ESV here says um, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, but it has a little footnote and it just says or beginning and ending in faith. So it speaks to that idea of that order, and I, I just I like the way it's written because you know, you, again you hear the word faith. I mean, you could immediately think like faith in what? Yeah. What are we actually talking about? Um, but then it says, as is written, the righteous shall live by faith, and so that it's that idea of God's righteousness revealed at the beginning, and we also know it will be revealed at the end. So it speaks to our journey in the meantime, um, and then it flows into verses that describe our awareness of God, and so I think that yeah. One commentator I read uh, had another little twist on it. It was. For the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith to faith to faith, mm. and they mm. they applied it to individuals. Um, I see. So when this individual trusts God, it's by faith, and this one, and that one, and this one, and I that see. one, from faith to faith to faith to mm. faith, as people come um, to that realization. It's again, it's obscure, and mm. um, yeah, and I think you know, obviously within Scripture there are there's one meaning. To, to everything that's written, mm-hmm. but there, but there, our our understanding of that meaning isn't always mm-hmm. accurate. Um, you know, that, that's, that's why there's sure. differing beliefs and different theologies, and um, in, especially in secondary issues like something like this, where you, there's room to believe whatever. But I think right. even all of those commentators that you read, that kind of has that similar tone throughout all of their interpretations yeah. of it. One a key to I think to help understand that Mm -hmm. is because right after it is the phrase as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith, Mm. and so again, the the righteous by that that becomes righteous by justification, it is by faith. Mm -hmm. The righteous who are living out righteousness, Mm -hmm. there's a righteous person. Why? Because they're living it out that righteousness. That's also by faith. So that's how. Again, I've, I've. put it together it's kind faith of, to faith from yeah, start to yeah. finish Mo- moment to movement yep. sort of deal it's <clears throat> great good super good um i want to go ahead and read uh, another question here i think it's going to end up tying into an additional question we received um but we'll kind of see where it takes us um josh writes in he says uh as mark shared in his uh, sermon uh, romans 1 18 to 32 god gave the people over to their desires and seems to step back and let man's sin rule supreme some may argue that this passage supports the view of deism, whereby God created everything and then he took a step back, refusing to intervene in the universe. How can we interpret this passage in light of God's grace and desire for repentance and ultimately reject the views of deism? Hmm. Yeah. Really good question. That was great. Very good yeah. question. And uh, might need a little explanation of what deism R- is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of you guys want to So rock, that? paper, scissors? <laughs> How about, okay, I'll just hit me, hit me with a heretical punch to the face, okay, if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Deism is a belief in a God, the, the deity, but he started this and then he's no longer in control of it. So he, he has withdrawn, I think, in the Bible where it speaks to God withdrawing and allowing us into our sin. It almost speaks to a, a greater degree of withdrawing to where he's no longer in control. Um, hmm. and, and I've seen a lot of people think of, of that, and it's almost ironic that, that the thought process for agnostic and deism can become similar, because one is like, oh, how could I possibly know if there's a God? And then the other one says, oh, there's a God out there, he just wants nothing to do with us, or he's no longer involved. Mm-hmm. It's not an intimate connection. Right, personal. Um, yeah. Personal. I think, yeah. I think the important part is that he's removed from any relationship. We have no... Right. There, there is some kind of higher power, but there's no ability to, to know who that power is, and... Mm. 
you know, that could be applied to a lot of different religions even. Of, right, right. Yeah. So so it, it, it does, my, again, my understanding of this passage is the, the, the three, the thrice statement of God gave them over mm. and this withdrawal. It, 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 yeah, I can see where it can kind of sound a little deistic. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we have got to remember, here's how I'd answer that question. Um, um, this world, it says, uh, Jesus said, is held in the grip of the evil one. Um, the God of this world, uh, it, it, Satan is, is de- defined that way. Second uh, Corinthians four four says the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. So there is a there mm. is a level of control um, that God, our Creator, has allowed the God of this world, Satan, to have for a time uh, that he is going to do his work. When G- when Jesus was tempted on the mountain uh, uh, there in the wilderness. Um, Hmm. Satan said, I'll give you all these kingdoms uh, for their mind to give. And and interestingly, I think that was a true statement. The father of lies sprinkles in, in that in the sense that, um, that there is a there is a sovereign, not a sovereign, there is a control by the evil one of this world order. Um, and um, that is part of this wrath of God. God is allowing that to happen. Now, at any moment, uh, he can stop it, and mm-hmm. at any moment he inserts himself in it. He's he's sovereign over all things. I liken it to like in the Old Testament, the the um, people of Israel. You know, it's like why didn't God stop that from happening? Why why did the people keep going on? You know, really generations in mm-hmm. sin. Why didn't God step in there? It seems like where was God? You know, mm-hmm. um, even David in the Psalms kind of cries out for that. You know, where yeah. are you, God? Um, <clears throat> When does this go to hand? And it would almost look like God has has, has removed Himself and He's not even there. Some you know mm. some, somewhere. Um, Elijah felt that way, mm. you know, and he, he cries out to God, and uh, he wasn't in the storm, and he wasn't, the, but he was in that still small voice. Um, so God is actively engaged. His timetable, we know from other scriptures, He is very involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our lives individually, in the affairs of the world, and everything is moving towards its consummated end. Mm-hmm. Um, all things are, he is, Ephesians 1 said, he's accomplishing all things after the counsel of his own will. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this area, God has pulled back and he's allowing mm-hmm. this sin to run. So, um, no, God is very present and very engaged and very active, uh, but let's not forget, he's allowed the God of this world, his time, and um, for a season, and of course, that we know it's going to come to an end. Yeah, well, I think that <clears throat> is a great question. I think it's worth talking about for sure. I think it's important. This is a, a really great example of why context <clears throat> and studying an entire hmm. letter of the Bible is important and not just focusing on a single piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the rest of Romans, mm-hmm. you know, starting in chapter three, mm-hmm. it, it shows that God is not removed it shows right. how he stepped into that to right. redeem it and to to be you know to open up relationship with him and right. and all of the things that he did through through sure. adam and christ and and the ways that we're going to get into in you know three four five right. six you know all the way up through Nine, whatever, 10, 11, whatever the, chapter the role of israel and yeah yeah all all of that yeah so this he's just setting the stage right now for for and we talked about this last week setting the stage of of mm-hmm. our condition of our need of what happens when we choose to reject uh, God as creator and God as sovereign uh, and and the reason that we need him to 
to come in with with Romans 3. Well, and I think you nailed it, Ashton, of just talking about the importance of context and understanding how to approach the Bible. I mean, Mark introduced his sermon by saying, you know, if you're not a fan of bad news, you're not going to like Romans 1 through 3. If you were to do a one-verse devotional in the morning and let that dictate your day, maybe don't choose Romans one twenty-four that says, Therefore God gave them up in their lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Nobody's going to uh, frame that and put it on their Instagram and yeah. say, I'm ready for my day. <laughs> it's easy to read a verse that say, God withdrew, and then say, our God is a God who withdraws. And yeah. that's not, it's, it's a generality. Right. Yeah. And if you look, he doesn't, but he can kind yeah. of thing. And right. yeah. uh, I don't, Have you seen the Hunger Games mm-hmm. at all, the movie? Uh, um, are you familiar with it? I experience it about three times a day. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, there's a scene where they're all you know in that in that arena in that simulation. You have these game makers yeah. that are making everything happen in that world. Mm-hmm. And so as you were answering the question, I was just picturing deism would be no no game makers. They started the arena, but then they leave the room. They have no control. Mm-hmm. They let this little ecosystem do its thing. But instead, they're finely tuned to the fire they're sending. The, all the whole crazy mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're still hands on. And there's moments where they're allowing, you know, harm and hurt and whatever, and then there's healing and then there's blessing. It's still an intimate connection, and you you don't want anybody to live the lie. I don't feel God here. He must not be here. He must not know what I'm going through. That's a, a deist yeah. answer. Is you're right. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. But a Christian is get the context. Get you're on your journey. This yeah. is from faith to faith. Where are you in it right now? Where where can you look yeah. for God? Um, so I think that's. Yeah, and there was another question um, Mm -hmm. that Heather gave, kind of related to that. Yeah, a question about the the kind of the sequencing. um, A comment I made was something like uh, in the message or one of the messages Mm -hmm. was uh, one of the one of the services was um, that these sexual perversions that Paul mentions here Mm. um, are uh, are not the the cause of God's wrath, but they are the result of it, and and the question was. You know, isn't is, is, is this is there really um, a sequencing right. of things here? Did you know? Um, it was a question of, of, of clarification on that, mm. and I would just in answer to that, three times, um, three times in that passage, uh, there is um, Paul expresses a concern that the ultimate issue, and I'm going to be talking about this next. Sunday, hmm. but the ultimate concern is man's view of God. The the glory of God is spurned, and so verse twenty three says, "They exchanged uh, mankind exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and birds and four foot of it and, and crawling hmm. creatures." And then the very next verse says, "Therefore, <clears throat> so there is clearly a cause and effect here." They, 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 mankind looked at these are general statements. Mm-hmm. So mankind looked at God says, "I don't need them." Therefore, now there is a giving over. Therefore, um, God gave them over to the lusts of their heart. And then he says again, in verse twenty-five. Uh, well, that, uh, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. And then verse twenty-six. For this reason, mm-hmm. God gave them over. So that, again, a cause and effect. To the degrading passions for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural, and so on and so forth. So these sexual perversions, again, it was this exchanging of the glory of God. It's not viewing God rightly, and and um, and purposefully so. Yeah. And so God gives them over, with the result that this happens. And the third time it, it, that 
that sequencing is mentioned is in verse 28. They did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer. Hmm. So God gave them over to a depraved mind to those things which are not proper. So it starts with our view of God and and um, ignoring or, or, or this, I, this mentality. I mentioned that, the, that Genesis 3 mentality. I can live autonomously of God. I don't need you, God. That's where it starts. All right. So God gives us over. The result of that is these perversions that, that come. It's a general statement of the look of what mankind, of how mankind is. Yeah. And uh, so I do see there is cause and effect, cause and effect. The text brings that out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. how um, I understand. So three times Paul does that. Three times he emphasizes that flow, that sequence. Right. So we'll we'll talk about this coming Sunday. <clears throat> when I, a little I, I bit think about that's, that, that missing the glory of God, and that's yeah. where it all starts. Right. When I think that's just good about again the way Paul writes this book is it. It's awesome to see these questions come in because you're asking the right questions, and we, we'll get the flow and we'll get that context. And um, part of that question that just talked about: are, are, Do we attribute it to God's? Wrath or his withdrawal? What? How do we quantify and understand those two different things? And so I think it's well. And and my point in my message is is God's wrath is his right. withdrawal. No, exactly. The, the, those are two different things. And and that's something we we touched on last <clears throat> week when I mentioned uh, our experience with the the mentorship program and them asking like, well, is God punishing people mm-hmm. because of their sin, or is he or is he letting them the natural over? He, the natural consequences are being played out because you want to go live like that, go live. Yeah. You know, you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. And, um, Going back to the other question, though, the, the yeah. deism question, um, the, um, we'll see this in chapter two, but the, mm-hmm. the kindness of God mm-hmm. leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. So he is actively engaging right. with mm-hmm. his grace, right. Right. with his kindness, with his mercy. And it, again, the, the creation continues to pour forth speech. Mm-hmm. Um, um, God is, you know, the testimonies of many people out there, um, the, the fascinating, and, and everybody's testimony is unique. Everybody's testimony is different. But um, of, of how God orchestrated events in people's lives and uh, to, to bring them to an understanding of who he is hmm. and, and then cause them to respond hmm. to, to that. I mean, that's an active God and even in the midst of this corrupt world, this world that is experiencing every moment the wrath of God because of, of uh, the lostness of mankind, in spite of that, the righteousness of God continues, continues to be revealed moment by moment mm-hmm. as his kindness and his goodness and his grace uh, is constantly working, constantly calling us uh, to himself. Um, he is... Um, he is a, a loving and um, and gracious God. Yeah. Well, and it could be easy to take, to look at this this section of, of mm-hmm. Romans one and kind of almost feel like, well, if I sin, then God is going to withdraw, mm-hmm. or or if I'm disobedient, or if mm-hmm. I'm in the flesh, that God is going to withdraw. And I I don't think that that's the case. I think that we are, you know, in our flesh and in our you know day to day, we are experiencing the Mm-hmm. the you know the pain of sin and of of disobedience but this seems like it was very very much a like a very prideful mm-hmm. self-reliance 
towards God, a suppressing, you know, I, I liked how you talked about mm-hmm. that in the sermon, just the, the aggressiveness of that word, mm-hmm. um, right. Uh, of the strangling, strangling. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. of, truth. of truth and, um, exchanging that truth for, <clears throat> for worshiping of creation and, and idolatry. And, um, so th- this is like a, a, a really intense, like pushing back of right. of God's truth, right, and not just kind of the, our general struggle with with life and right. circumstance. Um, right. So I think it's important to to point out that yeah. it's not this like if you mess up, God no, is going no. to withdraw. No, th- th- these are these are overarching, uh, big idea yeah. concepts that Paul is laying as a mm-hmm. foundation right, right. to where what he's yep. going to build on. Um, I, I I also think, and I don't know if this has been well developed yet, or or if people have caught this. Um, we do live in a world of wrath Mm -hmm. and um, we're caught up in that in the sense that um, we're all sinners Mm -hmm. and so um, as God's wrath is being revealed um, there are we we, we are born in this world of, of a display of God's wrath this removal of his restraining grace. And uh, part of the consequences of that are um, there are people who are born, as an example, with same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. They'll go to struggle that. People may be born with a, uh, a propensity for this sin or that sin. It's, it's kind of built in maybe to our DNA. Mm-hmm. The sins of the father are passed on to the third and fourth generation. Um, I noticed that... <clears throat> The older I get, I'm, I reflect sometimes the some of the things that I saw in my dad that were, um, 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 say, negative traits. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, my wife can say, you know, you, that, that reminds me of, of your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be a, uh, aspects that um, uh, it's how I was raised or part of the... the, the, the the spiritual DNA that was passed on—that's mm. all part of this world of sin, mm. and um, I, I think it also has to do with uh, sickness and disease and, and uh, uh, propensities for cancer. Of different, we're mm-hmm. caught up in this world right. that um, and 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 what and what? How do we need to respond to that? From faith to faith to faith, mm-hmm. we, even in the midst of living in this fallen world, we don't have to succumb to those those draws towards sin, those um, um, uh, 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 movements in the heart mm-hmm. that take mm-hmm. us away from God. We don't have to do that. Right. The righteousness of God is revealed. And that's, again, what he's going to go in 6, 7, and 8. And we can have victory so that in the midst of living in a world where the wrath of God, in the midst where I'm going to be susceptible to disease or, or that I'm going to continue to, to sin and struggle with some things, in the midst of that, we as believers in Jesus Christ can find victory mm-hmm. because the righteousness of God has been revealed and it can be manifested in my life even today. And I can find victory over all of that from faith to faith. And again, I think that's the movement of, of where Paul is going to go in Romans. But. Well, and as believers in, in Christ, as bearers of his righteousness, he has already bore the weight of that wrath on the cross yeah. for us. Yeah. So we can walk in this this life with confidence and, and with, you know, and we'll see in Romans eight that that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, 
so we're in this this midst of the wrath of God in this world and experiencing the kind of the overflow of that in our in our walk but uh, you know in our relationship with Christ and our relationship with God that that wrath has already been poured out on Christ for us and when we sin when we do things there we can put up walls and and hinder that relationship um, to uh, uh, you know it, there's plenty of places in scripture where you know where mm. we do something to add a, a barrier between us and God. And sure. That can kind of feel like God is removed. Mm. I think sometimes it's more just we've removed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, God mm-hmm. is still there mm-hmm. and waiting for us to, you know, remember and yeah. and see what Christ has done and, and come back to him. But, yeah. Mm. Again, I, I think Paul summarizes some things in Romans 5, 9 and 10 when he says, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be rescued from the wrath of God through him. Paul explains it in the next verse. For if we were enemies, or, or if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be rescued by his life. Mm-hmm. So there's this daily, we can experience the daily rescue. Yeah. And it doesn't mean every disease is going to get healed. Right. Every every draw and propensity of sin is going to mm-hmm. go to get, get removed. It means that as we, and again, we're getting ahead of ourselves in mm-hmm. Romans six, seven, eight. Right, but right, as right. we walk by faith in the life that He's given us, we experience the rescuing right. from even in the midst of that. Yeah. And and that's why you, you can see people who are going through horrendous mm-hmm. situations uh, in, in life, whether it's again a sickness or or. Um, a, a broken relationship that leaves a family a mess or what, whatever it is, th- there are believers who are walking with the power of the Holy Spirit and they are experiencing love and joy and peace and yeah. patience and kindness. That's life. Yeah. If we don't walk by faith and appropriate the righteousness of God that is there, we will experience, as Paul said in Galatians 5, uh, 16, 17, 18, Things like dissension and, and sorrow and trouble and and, mm. and 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 all sorts of perversions in our life and sin uh, that weigh us down. Yeah. Um, we don't have to live that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we can experience His life and be rescued from God's wrath. So I. When it's just going to become so important to iron out justification versus sanctification as we continue, it's going to be important to stomach that idea that. Okay, if I'm saved and, and a Christian, redeemed by the blood, sin can't kill me, but it doesn't mean it can't hurt as far as my spirituality. And I see that thought n- not hit home a lot with, with youth, with students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I accepted Christ when I was four. You know, that, that's what happened to me. Yeah. You feel immune. You feel like, oh, wait, I have eternal life. Um, what about the life that's not eternal while you're down here? What is going to be going on? And the importance of what you just brought out of Romans 5, the rescuing. It brings up two different rescuings and two different types of the that definition of salvation and what it means to be saved from that. And so um, I just I love the way when I went through the mentorship program, Pastor Dennis told me, you need to take a verse and you need to put, find a bucket for it, a justification bucket or a sanctification bucket as far as your digestion of the word and what are they What are they actually saying? What is the text saying and what does it mean? Yeah. Especially, and as we touched on this book, I think Romans is one of the most studied books of the Bible, which means it's one of the most mistreated. Yeah. It's yeah. one that gets thrown all out of whack. Yeah. You know, you, you take one verse and you create a whole, a whole thing on it, and I think that's what's important about an expositional 
you know, series on the book yeah. of Romans to take one verse and give a 40 minute sermon on it. And that's got to be riskier, <laughs> like almost more dangerous because you're don't get too far <laughs> off. Stay right. in the narrative. I think that's important for, for our congregation as we're going yeah. through this series that you don't have to just read chapter one. No for way. These next <laughs> no way. You know, one, two and three for these next right. four five, six weeks. Right. Like I would almost suggest. Go ahead. Reading, read through yeah. the book of Romans as many times yeah, as you can exactly. as we're going through this. And, and you'll start to see these verses that seem, you know, they're hard to get through and they're they're a downer and they're bad news. But you'll see the, the reason for it as you're as we're unpacking it. And you'll be right. able to draw out some things and highlight things. But with the context of the whole book, mm. you know, yeah. uh, I think it's really important. I, I think a, a takeaway uh, from this passage, um, just a practical takeaway is to ask ourselves, I need to ask myself the question, where do I suppress the truth of God? Mm. Where am I exchanging the yep. truth of God and living a lie, the lie of, of uh, God, I don't need you today, mm-hmm. or I haven't given him a thought, or I haven't gone to him, I haven't taken this burden and, and carried it to him, let him handle it. Uh, I, I, I am in a sense, besmirching the name of God. I'm not giving him glory mm. if I'm holding on to my life. Mm. And in that sense, I'm suppressing truth because the truth of God that shouts in creation is he is big enough to handle your care today. He is omnipotent. He is mm. loving. He's gracious. He is the eternal creator, majestic God. And you're holding that pain. You're holding that hurt today. You're, you're trying to solve your problems by yourself. And so even that we as Christians, we can mm-hmm. suppress truth and we can exchange the glory of God um, mm. for, for the lie. And I think that's a takeaway. For yeah, well, and even, even the suppressing of the truth can be even more self-deprecating. You, you could think, uh, God, you don't need me. You can almost think deistically. If you, you want nothing to do with me. You've demonstrated that you don't. And the irony is God doesn't need you, but he wants you. You have the opportunity to, to be a part of that. And then to address real quickly Ashton's idea of, you know, you can read ahead it's a funny thought to me if we leave every Sunday saying, man, I, I wish Mark would just go ahead and get to, to Romans 6, 7, 8. Like, you, you can, you know, go home and <laughs> it's right it's right there. You're a few pages away. That's and right. I don't know if you've ever, like, uh, for me it's often if I'm, if I'm traveling or visiting another church, but when they preach or teach on something I just read, I feel, it feels cool. It's like, I just read this. Yeah. Let's see what, yeah. you know, comes up now after going back to it. I remember one time at a sermon years ago, I, I, as I was teaching something, and really is, you can read it, you can study this for yourselves, and mm-hmm. I made the comment, you know, it's almost, why, why, why am I needed here? I mean, <laughs> I said, I made yeah. the comment, you could get a moron off the street to, 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 to do this stuff. And I paused a little bit too long, and a voice from the congregation said, we did. <laughs> Thank you, John Morrison. <laughs> Is that a true story? It's a true story. What oh, do you think? Man. I'm faking it. <laughs> That's funny. That's a true That's story. Funny. Oh, it was when the church was a lot yeah. smaller and yeah. we were then. Right. But right. We did. That's funny. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't let your church life be an hour and a half on a Sunday. That's why this podcast exists. That's why we're here. So thank you guys so much for your questions. Don't forget, you can always go to fbcva.life slash sermon spotlight to submit and actually isn't there a general podcast feed where they can submit anything? Because mm-hmm. I saw there was like yeah. a which podcast are you referring to? Yeah, we put a couple different options there. Just okay, they can they can all. find them all. Yeah. Um, all three podcasts are launched and they're good. Uh, Ashton, anything else we need to point people? Yeah, towards? just real quick. This yeah. week, this Friday, specifically for Women of Fellowship, mm-hmm. there is a um, coffee and dessert night uh, within the context of our identity and sexuality uh, focus. So. 
it'd be a great time of fellowship and encouragement. There's going to be some stories shared and um, some videos and songs and just a great time of fellowship always. Uh, so that's Friday night. Um, you can register online at fbcva.life. Um, you can just look under, under coming up or under events there. And, uh, and then just real quick in two weekends, um, we have the, uh, Christopher Yuan and his parents coming and that, oh, wow, that's they're, they're going to be on, on the stage during our worship services, um, all, all four, four services. Mm. Um, but then, um, that afternoon at three o'clock, uh, there's a special seminar, uh, it'll be done before the Super Bowl, So you can, you know, get, get here for three to five and then go home and watch the game. Um, but there's, we're offering children's <laughs> ministry there. So, uh, you don't need to register if you don't have kids, but if you want to take advantage of that children's ministry, go ahead and take take a couple minutes and, and register for that. Three to five, Sunday afternoon, February 2nd. So Awesome. There's lots of stuff happening, but oh, it's yeah. all, all online. So Absolutely. FBCVA.life forward slash identity. Identity, yep. That has That's a focus kind of an overall stuff. focus. Yeah. Um, I was teaching uh, this past Sunday morning, so I wasn't able to sit downstairs for John Avery's continued talk in the F3 room. Heard it was great. Heard it was super good. So there will be one more downstairs, and then that'll shift upstairs. But it's been cool to see everybody embrace the focus again. I think it's very important. A lot of churches aren't embracing this kind of focus, so it's cool that that we are, and it's awesome to see you all rally behind us. So uh, the fact of the matter, you guys, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.